I have no idea how to run a business. Hello, my name is Tiago and this is another episode of The Wannabe Entrepreneur. I am an indie maker that recently found success. Yeah, for a long time I've been building products, but only since the beginning of this year we found something. I say we because I have a co-founder. We have something that actually pays the bills and is going great. But now we are entering in this new phase where we are not only building a product, we are building a business. And I realize that I have no idea how to do that. I know how to build products. I've been doing that for a long time and I think I'm pretty good at it. I understand what a product is for, is to solve someone's problem. And especially if it's as well my problem, if I am my first user, I generally know what to do and how to fix things that are not going in the right way. But now we are in the completely different scenario. PodSqueeze, which is my app, it's a tool that helps podcasters repurpose their content using AI. Yes, I use PodSqueeze for this podcast. Probably if you go to the show notes of these episodes, they were written by my own tool. But the product is mature now. Yeah, of course, there's a lot of things you can do. And I have a very, very long backlog of features and tasks and bugs. But the product is mature. I mean, there are not a lot of crucial bugs. All the main features are there. And we have new users every single day. But now we are getting into this other phase. The phase of adulthood and why do i say that i this is like just coming to my head so i don't know how it will come out but if we compare the life of a business like the life of a person we have childhood where we are basically figuring things out and this would be the time where you are trying to figure out how to build products what work what doesn't work and you are very naive you think everything is possible you immediately DM all the big shots in your industry. You hope for a response. You normally don't get any response. But people kind of forgive you because they know that you're a child. We have passed that phase. Then you enter your teenage years where you are irreverent. You try to stand out in social media and you generally do some things right. People start to see the potential in you. And then you get to adulthood. And of course, that this one is a very long stage, probably the longest one. And we have the early days of adulthood, I guess the mid and the old days. And we are now in kind of the early days of adulthood in regards to our company. We have figured out how to do things, or at least some things. But now we are getting to the part of doing other tasks that can be quite boring, but at the same time, really important. Like any adult has to do that as well in their normal human life. Things like setting up your company and setting up your taxes, hiring people to help you, consulting lawyers, accountants. There's so much stuff that I never thought I had to do because to be honest, no one speaks about this as well. But I will. From now on, I will speak about every part of the business. And yes, you need to get an accountant for 
That's in Portugal, but I guess in most countries, if you need if you want to set up a company, you need to have an accountant, and they are not cheap. And then sometimes, or most of the times, you also need a lawyer, because accountants they do not understand everything. They understand their part of the game. They understand their spectrum, but they do not fully understand all the laws involved. And, and they can be really, really complex. And then there are small things, really small things. Let me give you an example. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that I've been ranting a lot about building companies in Portugal. It's terrible, really. <laughs> I, I don't want to bore you too much with this, but it really does not work. Our system doesn't work. And I don't know, to be honest, I've asked a lot of people around, people that work in public companies and when I mean comp state-owned companies, and all of them, they just don't know. When I asked them, like, how can we fix things? They said, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it's just incompetence in general, <laughs> which is really sad. But yeah, let's skip that ahead. We are creating our company and suddenly there's a little input box that says address. And you're thinking address. Okay, shall we put our personal home? Because we don't have an office, right? It's a digital company. Then we kind of realize that we don't want to send our personal addresses in every invoice. Not because we want to escape or anything, but, you know, we like to have our personal space. We don't want all of our customers to know where we live. Also, and I believe it was, I think Joe Rogan said this, I don't know, some big shot said this, that one in every, every 10,000 person or people is crazy, right? And so far we don't have 10,000 users, but we might get there. Actually, we are not that far away. I think we just had close to 7,000 registered users in our platform. So chances are that eventually we get one crazy user and we don't want our address to be connected so that this crazy user can find us. And I, I don't mean anything wrong and I don't want to insult anyone. Just think for our safe, for the our family's safety and I don't know, for privacy reasons, we don't want to put our personal address. But then you ask, okay, Tiago, but you don't have an office. You don't want to have an office because you don't need it and you don't want to put your personal address, which is actually where you conduct your business. What now? Well, there's such a thing as a virtual office. So basically, companies that rent you, rent you a PO box, like a, just a normal mailing box that can actually receive letters. Yeah, that's a business. So we found one and we rented and now we are paying, I think, 20 bucks per month just to rent that, that PO box so that we can get our address and this can be our official address. These are really small things, things that I've never heard. You know, like no one speaks about this. I guess this is not glamorous, right? People won't just say, hey, I just set up my PO box. I'm amazing. Look at me. <laughs> I'm Mr. Mises. Look at me. I don't know if you know this reference, but if you do, let me know. Anyways, yeah, so that's one of these adult things that we have to do. Things that when they pile up, they can get really, really frustrating, especially because we don't know what are and how can we do this the best way, right? So let's say for a virtual office, like what you just did, this like PO box thing, there are a lot of different services that offer this. Picking the right one can be really tiresome. 
okay, maybe not this one in particular because it's a very simple thing to do, but still, I mean, what if we need to change it in the future? How can we change this in our company structure? Yeah, I know, it should be easy. Yes, maybe in your country it's easy, but in Portugal, changing your dress means that you have to pay an extra 150 bucks and might take a month. Yes, I kid you not. For us to build our company, to, to, to create the entity of our company, after countless hours of fighting against bugs and bureaucracy, we still have to wait at least a month so that they can review our case and process it. So, yes, we want to avoid all of this. And, of course, that this is only a very small decision. There's a lot of things we need to do, like finding proper, I don't know, services that we can use for our business, like API service and, and providers and everything. Finding a lawyer, finding the right accountant, someone that understands a SaaS and how to run a SaaS and how to make the taxes for a SaaS type of business. We need to interview a lot of people and ask the right questions. And I'm always afraid that we are making a mistake. Yeah, it's very frustrating. At the same time, we are learning a lot. A lot of these things are interesting because I like business in general, but they are also quite frustrating because in general, I just want to build beautiful, great products that make your life better. That's what I want to do. I don't want to focus too much into all these other adult bureaucratic tasks. But I guess what you are asking now, at least what I am asking myself is, hey, why don't you just hire someone? Well, because if you don't know how to do things, how do you know if they are doing things correctly? Well, Tiago, you just trust them. How? How can we trust someone that we just don't know? I know there are a lot of people that are incompetent. I mean... I think I'm not saying anything new, right? There are people, great professionals that do their job really well. Then there are people that do their job in meh, okay-ish. And then there's people that just, they don't know how to do their job properly. But if you don't know as well how to do it or you don't know what to expect, how can you measure them, right? So that's why when I interviewed a lot of people already here in the podcast, as you know, and when I ask this question, when to hire, they always say, first, you need to learn how to do the job yourself. And then you can hire because, first of all, you know what needs to be done. You can better express your expectations and you can measure their outputs in a better way. They can be better than you. That's completely fine. But you need at least to understand what they are doing, right? So in one way, I think it's important for myself and Joan to really go through this whole process, even though it can be really, really frustrating but at the same time, yeah, it just drains all of our energy. It makes running a business and building products a really, really annoying task. And I, I don't even want to talk about all the taxes we have to pay because that will discourage anyone. So I think we go back to only a crazy, mad person would like to start their own business or someone that is really, really passionate about it. Someone that cannot imagine their life without having a business and building products. And unfortunately, that someone is me. Yeah, at the same time, in my community, I am also growing up, I guess, because I decided to hire my first community manager. I've, I've started to realize that if I want to be a business person, 
I need eventually to stop doing everything myself. I cannot code everything. I cannot as well make all the decisions. But at the moment, we are still coding or I am still coding all of my projects. I am still managing everything, but I cannot. I cannot. I don't have the time. I don't want to do it because I want to keep my freedom, right? I'm an indie maker. I want to keep my lifestyle, but at the same time, I want my business to grow. And the only way to do this the only way to do this is to delegate and hire. So yeah, I am currently in my first ever hiring process. It's, it's funny because when I worked for others, for other companies, I somehow always wanted to be included. And I had a lot of my colleagues to be included in the um, hiring process. But for some reason, no one ever picked me. <laughs> I don't know why. But I don't know. I wanted to be part of it. I, I guess... I don't know, because this would validate my skills and I could... I also thought that I would be good at, you know, measuring someone's vibe and understanding if they would be good for the role or not. So, yeah, I, for the first time I'm in my, you know, hiring process and maybe I wouldn't consider this a, a real hiring process because, to be honest, the money I'll be paying this person is ridiculous. Uh, it's half of the MRR, right? Half is a good amount, but... You know, it's not a very big MRR. It's the community MRR at least at the moment we're making, I think, for four hundred bucks. But yeah, still, I I I want someone that I can trust because I really like the community and I like the people, like I like my users, my clients. They're my friends, so I wanted to make make it properly. You know, at the same time, I don't have enough time, unfortunately, to invest in the community so that's why i need to hire someone so i asked everyone to send me a video yeah and for some reason when i tell this to to my family and friends everyone says like hey tiago that's really annoying now people have to send you videos why are you doing that and i understand it's annoying because it takes time but first of all i think this is a great way for me to understand someone's vibe without actually having to spend the time interviewing each one of them in a one-to-one -one call it's a community manager. It's someone that needs to have the right vibe, someone that they cannot be afraid to interact and, and be on video, right? And as well, to be someone that I want to work with, it needs to be someone that is uncomplicated, simple to work. So I just told them, hey, you should just send me a video. I don't care about the quality of the video. You can just do it while you're walking to the bus or at the beach. Just do it from your phone. I just want to see your face and see yourself like talking about, you know, and answering a bunch of questions. Like I asked them to introduce themselves, to say why they want to be the community manager and uh, why do they think that they are the right person for the role. And I did get four different videos, which I was not expecting this, that people would actually, you know, apply for this really, let's say, temp, no, not even temps, like non-paid job almost, not non-paid, but. Um, but yeah, I did get some people and that, that was really cool. And I, I got four videos and all of them were good. And in the end, I picked two of them that I thought would fit the role really, really well. Very uncomplicated people that they have very good experience and running communities. So I thought, okay, these are good. Then I had a call with just one of them and I like him. So I thought and I decided that, okay, I would... I would hire this person and it's really chilled because what I told him was, okay, we start this and as long as you work for the community, you'll get half of the MRR and then I'll just basically draft a very simple contract 
and we yeah we'll start from there so yeah that that will work hopefully i try to keep things simple of course that now that i'm saying this out loud i realize that what happens if i have to fire this person <laughs> uh right especially if they like grew the community or grew the community mrr maybe it's unfair that suddenly i fire them so hopefully this will never happen because they are working well anyway something to be defined in the contract do i need a lawyer oh my god i'm stressing out see that's so shitty like being an adult well i guess this is how we grow up now i feel that i'm really becoming a businessman really i i'm understanding part of the business that i didn't think existed so that's kind of uh, interesting. Another thing that has been uh, kind of crossing my mind and I've been realizing is that, okay, let me ask you this. What does it mean for you to be a wealthy person? Just take some time, pause this if you want. What, what is the definition? Like, what is your definition of a wealthy person? For me, it was to have a lot of money in the bank. And now I start to realize that this is completely, completely wrong. I don't know. When I was setting up the company and as I am setting up the company, I realized that the tax system is made so that you want to reach the end of your fiscal year without any profit, which is crazy, right? I always thought, no, that's the goal. The goal of a company is to make money. Well, yes and no, because the more profit you have, the more taxes you have to pay right? Normally you pay taxes on your profit, at least in a lot of countries you have to do so. So what you want to do is use all the money that the company is making in expenses, in, you know, reinvesting in the company so that you have to basically reduce your taxes. And that's kind of crazy. And it, it took me a while to really grasp this idea. But then I was thinking, okay, but why do I want the money? Okay, let's let's start simple. First of all, I want the money to buy food. Okay, that one is obvious. Can I put it as an expense? Maybe if it's lunch and I'm you no, know, I need to eat while working, right? So some countries allow you to do so. Okay, this can be an expense, but in general, groceries, yeah, we need some money for that. Travel, okay, if it's not uh, business-related travel, we also need some money for that. We need money for our lifestyle, to maintain our lifestyle. But beyond that, we don't really need money or we don't need cash, right? So the calculations one needs to make is, okay, how much do I need to keep my lifestyle? And how much of that can I put into expenses? So I'm not saying if you, that you can do this in necessarily in Portugal, but in a lot of places you can even put your house, right? Or you can just buy it. If you buy your, a house, you need to, don't need to pay rent. So you don't need the cash, right? But you still reduce your lifestyle or you reduce the, your cost of your lifestyle at least. So then I, I started to realize there's, there's a lot of things that I actually don't need cash, right? Cash is not an asset because of inflation. Every year, the cash that you have in your bank reduces value. So you don't want to just keep it still. You want to invest it. 
So that's basically what one needs to do with their company. First of all, you take as little as you need to pay everything that you cannot buy. <laughs> Wait, that I don't know if this, this sounds right. What I mean with this is, okay, you just make the calculations of the things that you need in your life that you cannot put as an expense. Groceries, or maybe you cannot put rent, some travel, whatever. That money you need to take out of your company and you take it as a salary, as a profits, whatever. That one you need to pay taxes on. But everything beyond that, you can put it as an expense of the company. You can put it as an investment. And you can also, with all the leftovers you have, you don't need to keep it in the bank. You can just buy a house. You can then rent this house and you can buy property that is making money for you, right? And what I'm starting to realize is that a lot of wealthy people think this way. They think, how can my money make me more money? <laughs> Now I know that I'm sounding like a capitalist. I'm sounding like Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. But that's true, right? Once you have more money than you need to live to maintain your lifestyle, you need to start investing it. You actually don't want it in your bank. Like wealthy people, they don't have this money in their banks. Maybe you have a little reserve just in case, but beyond that, you don't need it. So now I'm starting to think, okay, if we reach that, I don't know if we'll reach it, but if you, we do reach this amount of money, like that pays our lifestyle and we still have some savings, now it's time to start investing it. And I don't know, buying properties or I don't know. I don't know <laughs> how I can invest it. But yeah, I will just keep you posted. Maybe if I reach there, I, I can start exploring these other scenarios and also like maybe investing in other businesses or starting something new. I, I've been, as you know, I, I love YouTube. I th maybe you don't. I really love YouTube. I'm always watching. And now recently, or maybe not so recently, YouTube introduced shorts, which is really annoying because they are really, really addictive. And I've been seeing this kind of weird guy. I don't understand if it's for real or not. But it's like a Ru Russian mafia businessman. And he has these shorts where like gives you advice. Most of the advice, I think, is kind of bullshit. But there's one or two that are really interesting. And one thing that he says, and I want to finish this episode with that. He says that most people hate their taxes. But you need to love your taxes. Because only someone that understands the system, can escape the system. <laughs> This is so true. It's so true and so hard. Taxes, especially in Portugal, are very complicated, really complicated, unnecessarily complicated. But once you understand them, you can see what, how far you can go, what things you can actually do, what things you cannot do, and how you can take the most advantage of the current tax system. So I want to leave you with that. Being a good entrepreneur, being a good businessman, is not only building products, is not only doing marketing, is as well understanding the business and the fiscal side. Is loving things that everyone else thinks that are boring. Because once you do that, once you love these things, Once you understand them, you 
are immediately doing something that others are not. You are immediately better in that regard, and therefore you will succeed. And I want to leave you with that. I know it's kind of felt a little bit, uh, I don't know, like uh, shoe salesman or this kind of marketing gurus. But yeah, I do think it's true. And I will try to force myself to learn these really boring and annoying things. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next time. <laughs>